Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmonaut Boot Camp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Nonprofits done right with Angel Protocol. Let's take a listen. How's it going, everyone? We'll, uh, we'll let this, uh, kind of let some people trickle in. I'm going to make a tweet or two, but apologies. I will say shout out to everyone who is trying to reach me and notify me. You guys are. You guys are awesome. I was not even able to look at uh, my phone or computer, but just popped it back up and a bunch of people shouting at me, which is what you should do. So I appreciate it. How's it going, guys? Who's uh, who's on the account right now? Is that Chauncey or is my phone messed up on top now? On top of everything? Um, if you're talking, whoever's on the Angel account can't hear you, but I'll grab Angel Alliance too. Hey, how's it going? Hey, going, going well. Um, all is okay, despite a bit of an emergency, but I'm so sorry for the delay. Glad you guys uh, stuck around. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, I, I tuned in a little earlier and I was like, well, maybe it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I literally just got back to my like devices um, and saw uh, like a torrent of messages <laughs> as, as people should do to, to try and notify me. So yeah, sorry about that. But um I think it might be good. We can just kind of like either kind of wait for a couple more minutes or just chat about whatever. Um, let some people trickle in who may have kind of missed it because of the late start. Uh, posted in our Discord and made a couple tweets. Um, but how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. Um, I think Chauncey, he's on the other account. I think he is en route um, from Mainnet. And I'm going to be heading up to New York City tomorrow. So, and then of course off to Columbia. So we're so excited. Uh, Angel will be represented. Multiple people are going, so we're excited. Awesome. Is he like um, going to be calling in from like an airport? Is he like mid mid travel? I think he's on a bus. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, he's on ah, <laughs> that, that sound. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> How's it going, Chauncey? Um, appreciate your your determination to join in despite travel plans. <laughs> Could hear you at first. <laughs> that one was a little bit rough. Yeah. Sometimes you come in clearish. That time less so. <laughs> but I think we'll be all right. Um, so and then uh, Amanda, right on the Alliance account. Yep, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. And then what, what time zone are you? Just curious. Are you? Uh... Uh, New York time zone. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yep. Same. Awesome. Um, well, we could get into some of the basics that I think people know, but I always like to kind of include in these spaces just while we let some more people trickle in. So maybe from a high level, um, you could be as brief or uh, detailed as you'd like. Um, 
just a bit of a breakdown of like what Angel is. And then maybe also, because I'm sure people have questions based on the account, Angel Protocol versus Angel Alliance and the relation there. Excellent, yeah. Uh, I'm going to let Amanda do a lot of the heavy lifting today. Um, I was supposed to be available, some travel plans got moved around, so unfortunately uh, I'm currently en route. Uh, so out of respect for some, some other people on the bus, I will try and be relatively quiet. But um, would love to give a breakdown on Angel quick and then uh, let Amanda speak to the Alliance. So cool. uh, Angel Protocol is really set up to democratize access to opportunity. Uh, we provide tools for change makers to fundraise, coordinate, and invest. Uh, so for um, established uh, nonprofits, that uh, takes the form of endowments, uh, where they can actually have on-chain endowment funds. Um, and this is actually a really unique uh, thing because most nonprofits don't have access to endowments. Um, only one in nine uh, has access today. Uh, yet the majority of nonprofits have less than uh, 30 days of operating reserves. So there's something clearly wrong uh, when you have an industry that has $650 billion a year in annual donations, yet one in nine uh, nonprofits don't have the equivalent of a savings investment account, uh, nor do they have uh, actual operating reserves to last them over a month. Um, so our nonprofit endowments are specifically set up to address that issue. Uh, what we realized was that the technology we were building for the nonprofit endowments was actually very applicable to a wide range of impact use cases. Uh, so what we're going to be releasing are called Angel Impact Funds. Uh, this isn't going to be on Monday. So on Monday, we'll be uh, relaunching the charity marketplace and endowment capability. Um, and then uh, pretty soon after, we're going to launch Angel Impact Funds. Uh, so these are designed for change makers of all types, whether you're a social entrepreneur starting a business, whether you're a public goods blockchain developer, whether you are a uh, research scientist seeking funding, uh, you can set up an angel impact fund, uh, lets you coordinate, so it's wrapped in uh, you know, DAO tooling, multi-sig, governance options. Uh, it allows you to fundraise, so you're available on our marketplace, discoverable to both donors and investors, depending on what you're doing. Um, and then you're able to invest. So the same technology fueling the endowment yield is actually available to entrepreneurs and impact change makers around the world. Uh, and the other cool thing I'll speak to real quick with that is um, obviously, you know, we were originally built on Terra, so a lot of people have had the question, well, where are you deriving your yield sources? Um, and what we're really excited about at Angel Protocol is this push for real world assets. So there's many protocols that are now taking uh, actual financial um, lending, borrowing, uh, especially in emerging markets, pulling those on chain for liquidity uh, and to open them up to a broader audience. Um, so this is uh, cool because it allows the endowment yield to actually be driven by impact-oriented yield sources. So it's a full loop of, of social impact um, and really making sure that the way these nonprofits or entrepreneurs are earning funds and their investment is through positive uh, creating externalities in the world. Um, so very excited about all of that and getting that launched. and. Um, yeah, I will let Amanda speak a little bit to the Angel Alliance. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can be as good as that, but um, so yeah, so the Angel Alliance um, is a part of Angel Protocol. Um, what we do is we partner with, um, right now, Web3 projects that are cross-chain um, on, any, on any network. 
and any per, basically any person who is looking to donate a percentage of their uh, annual revenue or mint or whatever they they feel led to give to help fund charities forever. Um, using those endowments, we uh, put the money um, in those endowments and the yield from that is what gets redirected to charities. Uh, right now we have um, a little over 125 different Web3 projects who have uh, taken the pledge of giving and have donated to help fund charities. So it's really exciting to uh, now that we're multi-chain and, you know, chain agnostic to make partnerships in all the different ecosystems. So very, very exciting. And I'm excited for our marketplace to be up uh, Monday. Awesome. Okay. Where, where do you even start? So much cool stuff. And I have quite a few questions. Um, I guess let's start with, I guess, the last bit there. So you guys mentioned you're sort of multi-chain and chain agnostic. Um, but also I sort of reached out to you guys uh, to do this space in sort of celebration of officially moving to Juno. So uh, what does that exactly mean for you guys? Like what does being chain agnostic mean for you personally? And then how does it actually play out? And, and what does it mean you know, on the technical level? Yeah, so I would say there's a couple elements to that. Um, so for the Angel Alliance, right, that's chain agnostic in the sense that anyone, anywhere, even outside of Web3 uh, is welcome to join the Angel Alliance. And, and some have, like Flipside Crypto is not technically a Web3 company, uh, they're, but they work in Web3 and they know of us. Um, and so they're one of the Angel Alliance members. As far as Angel Protocol itself. Uh, our goal is to have two primary hubs, uh, one in the Cosmos ecosystem for IBC uh, and one in the EVM ecosystem to tap into different Ethereum-based yield sources. Uh, so Juno is our Cosmos home. It is our Cosmos hub. Um, from Juno, we can use IBC to build out to any other yield sources that we would like within the Cosmos. Um, the Juno community has been incredibly supportive and welcoming. Uh, a ton of our friends have moved over to Juno from, you know, the, the big bang of May. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just also a chain that really resonates with our ethos. Um, Juno is a chain that has always strived to be independent, to uh, be in it for the tech, so to speak, um, and really stick to the ideals of Web3. Uh, and that's a lot of what Angel Protocol believes in as well. Um, we're not trying to be an iterative solution that's just doing something on-chain that used to be off-chain. Uh, we're not trying to be a Web2 company that's facilitating Web3 stuff. Uh, we uh, aim to be a truly decentralized protocol owned by the community that is open source and available to any impact change maker around the world. Uh, so that's a little more on the multi-chain aspect of what, uh, what Angel's doing. Awesome. I don't think I even really realized it till right now. Um, oh, Chauncey, if you could also just mute your mic whenever you're not talking, just so we don't get the bus background noise. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, I only just realized it, but I guess you guys are kind of set up similar to Spark, where it's like built on Juno, that's sort of the home, but built for everyone. So didn't realize it till now. That's probably one of the reasons I sort of resonated with you guys so much. Um, so I want to get into a, a little bit of uh, the specifics of like how the platform works, how you guys tap into Web3 and DeFi elements like uh, yield farmings, if, if we want to even use that term. Um, but maybe a good kind of higher level segue into that before we get into like how it works. Um, 
is I'm kind of curious how you guys see yourself in terms of improving an existing system or completely reinventing it, being charities and nonprofits, obviously. Because um, I kind of think that's the, well, maybe that's too obvious to say, but sort of the two big categories of things that will emerge from Web3 will be sort of net new ideas, um, even if they're based around old things, uh, and then just improvements on existing systems that take things that already work and that people like, but that have flaws and using uh, the democratization and transparency of blockchain to improve them. Uh, what do you guys kind of see? How do you see yourself? Uh, as well as on the um, uh, actual nonprofit or social entrepreneur side. Uh, so being able to decentralize that connection, being able to have individual investors or donors uh, connect directly with these organizations uh, is something unique, especially in the social entrepreneur side of things. Uh, so one of the events I just got out of today was about uh, Africa innovation and entrepreneurship. And there's all kinds of social entrepreneurs on the ground there who have difficulty sourcing funding. Um, and there's all kinds of you know games you have to play and hoops you have to jump through to get into some of these emerging market lending programs, etc. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people doing amazing work that just don't have the visibility or platform. Uh, and even if they did have the visibility or platform, there's no way for someone at home to be able to directly impact that organization. Uh, you know, if you or I today wanted to go do impact investing, uh, the the best way we would do that is typically to find some kind of index provided by a investing company that will invest in a basket of assets on your behalf. Um, so this can be good in terms of you know doing investing that is driving positive change in the world, uh, but it's also very impersonal. Uh, and so with Angel Protocol and our Angel Impact Funds, it decentralizes that connection between impact financers uh, and the people doing the actual work on the ground. Um, so that's really on the, the social entrepreneurship angle of things. Uh, and then from the endowment aspect, it is completely changing how people think about funding nonprofits and change, right? So what we have today is what I describe as a leaky bucket donation problem. You have all of this money flowing in every year. Um, philanthropy is one of the biggest industries in the world. And yet you have all of these organizations struggling for financial sustainability. So with endowments being a default that's available to anyone with no setup fees, no cut of donation costs, that is a game changer for the nonprofit industry. Uh, and that is the refrain that we've heard over and over since the terror crash, even before we knew that we'd be able to restore the majority of charity funds. Uh, we had so many um, groups reaching out to us just to say, look, I know this is an incredibly difficult time, but you're doing very important work. We're with you. We support you. Um, and that kind of affirmation in the face of that type of catastrophe uh, was, you know, it just hammered home the point that this is something that the industry desperately needs. Sweet. So, yeah, it sounds like really reinventing the system, flipping it on its head, um, which is just so cool. And I can't wait to kind of dig into it a little more. Um, I guess for a lot of the like listeners who may tune in or check this out eventually on Terra Spaces, uh, let's let's at least give them some hooks real quick. So there are some kind of cool stats that I think you guys can boast of just why why people should care about you coming to Juno specifically for us Juno folks. Um, I'll probably I'll let you handle that rather than try and guess and remember the numbers, but like a pretty sizable amount of TVL. Uh, Amanda already mentioned 
I forget, but well over a hundred different members of the Alliance. Um, what, like, just from an investor in Juno perspective, I guess, as shallow as it may seem, uh, what are you guys kind of bringing with you? Yeah, so we had a really incredible traction um, in our time being launched previously. Uh, we were able to onboard over 165 different NGOs. And when I say onboard, I mean take organizations that are not tech savvy, um, have them set up their own wallets, have them substantiate their own endowments on Angel Protocol. Uh, and then we've been able to raise over $6 million for them. Uh, over $3 million of that was through the Angel Alliance. So, um, and on top of that, uh, we had, you know, uh, almost no churn, uh, over 30% month over month growth rate. So even when we've been shut out, shut down and not launched, uh, we have a queue of about 20 charities that are waiting to sign up from referrals from other organizations. Uh, and when I go and talk on the other side of the coin to social entrepreneurs, um, they're extremely excited for this offering. Uh, they're talking about that's exactly what they've needed. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to a, a few different uh, entrepreneur groups later um, that I, I met today. But uh, we have a whole pipeline of people who want to set up angel impact funds. So I think that we're going to be able to continue to bring a lot of users and TVL onto Juno. Um, just upon launch, right, we're going to be starting with over $2 million in the charity endowments uh, and another 300000 in our AP endowment, which is actually governed by the community and does charitable grants or impact investing on behalf of Angel Protocol. So uh, right off the gate, when we launch, that's, you know, $2.3 million in TVL. Uh, and sticky TVL. Uh, endowments, by definition, are restricted principal. Um, the whole point of an endowment is that the yield from the principal uh, is partially compounded to grow the original principal, uh, and the rest is paid out to the charities. So that two million TVL is actually persistent compounding over time. Awesome. What a, what a perfect segue. So I guess that gets us right into sort of the um, benefits of DeFi that you guys are utilizing. Um, how, how is that compounding? Like, what does that look like? Where is it compounding? Like, um, what, ha if I'm a, let's just walk through it actually. So if I'm like a nonprofit, I sign up, um, I, I have an endowment. What, what's going on with those funds? Where do they live? What's, what's happening to them? Um, where did they come from? Yeah. Let's get Amanda back up here. We can let Amanda answer that if you'd like. She just, I think, got disconnected for a moment. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, um, I, I can take it, actually. So, cool. uh, well, despite the background noise, which I'm sure Finn at TerraSpace is going to do an amazing job editing out in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you actually sound fine. We can hear you despite it, so that's good. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, but yeah, so the way it works is an organization sets up a wallet, uh, they go through an automatic onboarding process where they substantiate their endowment. Uh, they now have a fundraising page that anyone can donate crypto or, or soon fiat through our integration with CadoPay. Um, and uh, whenever someone puts money in, they have the option. They can decide how much of that goes directly to the charity and is immediately available for their operating needs and how much of it goes into their endowment to be invested for financial sustainability for the future. So, you know, I go in, I make a $100 donation. I have 25 of it go to the charity directly. I have another 75 go into their endowment. All right, now let's flip it and go it from the nonprofit perspective. Okay, so now I have $25 in my liquid account. 
and I have $75 in my locked account. Uh, the 25 in my liquid account, I can withdraw at any point, do anything I want with. The 75 that's in the endowment, I choose uh, how to invest that from the yield sources that Angel Protocol has deployed. Uh, so this is going to include, you know, things like stable coin pools. It's going to include things like um, impact lending through Goldfinch. Uh, another group that we just talked to today is called Maple Finance. Another one bringing real world assets on chain. Uh, so as a nonprofit, you could select between like those example yield sources. Uh, and so you could have out of the $75 in your endowment, you could have $20 in a stable coin pool, and you could have another $55 invested in Goldfinch, which is effectively impact lending in emerging markets. Um, then uh, we have a regular script that runs that harvests yield from these positions. Uh, it takes 25% of the yield, compounds it back into the endowment. It takes the other 75% and sends it to the charity's liquid account that they can then draw down from. Awesome. Okay, that was a beautiful breakdown. Um... And I imagine the sort of uh, selection of, sorry, I forget the exact term you used, but uh, investment opportunities, I suppose, um, will only grow over time as both what's in the cosmos grows as well as like Goldfinch, that, that's an off-chain thing, right? I remember us talking about that. Um, uh, that it, it's not on Juno. It is on yeah. Chain. Uh, they're on Ethereum. Um, yeah, so the okay. way Juno works is they take actual loans made to emerging markets uh, and they bring that on chain so that you can then put your money in and you're effectively lending your money out to emerging markets through Goldfinch. So it's not based on DeFi, uh, like crypto yield at all. It doesn't matter at all what's happening with the crypto market. Uh, it's specifically based on real world yields from impact lending that protocols like Goldfinch make available to leverage in Web3. Cool. So they're actually a lot like you guys, not necessarily building a uh, Web3 thing in its entirety in that, you know, it's only Web3, but rather just using blockchain for, yeah, existing existing uses, like making them better. Awesome. I'm going to have to look into them a little bit more. Maybe we can convince them to come to Cosmos. They could use an app chain, I'm sure, <laughs> or, or a spot on Juno. Um, super cool. So, all right, so what are your guys' next sort of, uh, maybe not immediate, but next couple steps in, in the move to Juno and like how, how set up are you guys first, um, already set up and ready for the next like version or big thing? Where, where are you guys sort of in your process and the Terra collapse? <laughs> Yeah, so at this point, uh, we have most of the contracts actually written um, in terms of the actual, you know, uh, impact marketplace, uh, the endowment setups and vaults. Uh, what we're still doing is building out additional yield sources um, and getting the code audited to launch our angel impact funds. Uh, so those are really the next two big milestones to look for. Uh, Monday, we launched the actual charity marketplace again. You can donate directly to charities. They can access all of their funds that they had prior to the Terra collapse. Um, and then from there, we'll progressively be rolling out more and more yield sources for the actual endowments uh, before launching the Angel Impact Funds, which is free to use for anyone to set up their own Angel Impact Fund. Um, you know, if you can be publicly discoverable on a marketplace, you can use it, you know, on a personal, private sort of way. 
Um, but yeah, all of that's going to be open sourced and made available to really anyone who could use the ability to coordinate, invest, and fundraise. Okay. Yeah, and as as far as the alliance, um, we are we are. Um, I've been meeting uh, different projects, different protocols, just trying to get familiar with uh, the Cosmos and Juno ecosystem. And, you know, like, like Chauncey said before, we had a lot of um, our partners and uh, we had a really tight knit group in Terra. So it's nice to see some familiar faces, but I'm excited to like see some new ones as well and just connect with, with other projects that are interested in, you know, giving back and making a social, a social pledge to their community. Cause you know, like, if you're a part of something and you have an NFT and you're a part of, let's just say the sky monks, since they're here in this group, you know, you, you want to have a say of where your money is going, you know? So, um, being able to have that on chain and being able to vote in your discord and say like, Hey, yeah, we want some of our, our yield to go to this, these five charities. Like, you know, it's really going to bring the community uh, together and f for good. So we've, we've seen a lot of projects, um, and a lot of different charities that have said to us, like, this is just amazing that you're doing this and it's not costing us a thing. So it's, it's, it's really rewarding. So I'm excited just to meet, um, the different, the different people in the ecosystem. Cause that's what I do. I just try to connect with people and if they want to give, then, you know, I help make that happen. What a great job. <laughs> it awesome. really is awesome. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like work you can feel real good about and, and tons of just like interactions, meeting cool people, making connections. Um, so here's a bit of maybe not tough, but maybe a question that'll hurt a little bit. But I think it's like an a interesting point that needs to be talked about. So obviously, or maybe not obviously, and correct me if I'm wrong, even to some capacity. But I know that while on Terra, part of your like yield source for endowments was Anchor. And so I guess my question now would be, and this even is a question like kind of specifically to Goldfinch, since it is like investing in emerging markets. How do you guys go about selecting um, and in particular filtering and sort of judging the safety and security level of the various like investments that you guys are going to offer that that's a great question not a painful one sir um yeah so i meant painful simply in remembering the, the hardships yeah. of anchor and <laughs> yeah well i mean it's so it's one of those things right um things happen to you in life all the time and we usually try and prescribe a label of good or bad to things uh, but the thing is, if you avoided all of the strife and bad situations in your life, you would never grow, you would never evolve, you would never get better. Um, so rather than trying to shun or avoid discomfort or, or trouble, it's, it's really about embracing and learning from those experiences. So there were many silver linings from what happened, and one of them was really changing our perspective in terms of the yield sources, right? Uh, we were obviously over-invested in, you know, very pure DeFi-type yields that weren't based on actual underlying real-world economic activity. So um, now, uh, you know, A, a ton of research into all of the different yield options, all of the different chains where these yields exist, uh, talking to these teams, using the products ourselves. 
Um, so we've we've done quite a bit of uh, uh, internal work on this, and um, yeah, I mean. Real world assets are the things that we're most excited about in that sense uh, for a couple reasons, right? Um, I mean, first, it is generally impact oriented, right? If you are providing capital to areas of the world that need it, uh, that is something that drives entrepreneurship and development in those areas. So love what the actual source of the yield is. Um, that's one. Uh, two, uh, I think it's what DeFi has been missing this whole time. Right, so a lot of people have talked for a while about how incestuous DeFi can be. Uh, it's really products built for the DeFi audience that are really just exist within the DeFi ecosystem, uh, and that's why everything really fell apart like a house of cards uh, after the Terra collapse and then the contagion with, um, uh, you know, centralized finance entities, etc. With real-world assets, it's beautiful because it marries the best of DeFi and Web3 with actual tangible value. Um, so these are loans that get these yield sources in real life, have you know typical um, you know registered investment advisors that are guiding them and doing risk profiles. What's great is those same types of companies are now bringing that on chain. So I mentioned Maple Finance, right? And this is also true of Goldfinch. They have an entire due diligence team, right? That is their core competency. That's what they're devoted to, is measuring the risk profiles of all of these different types of lending activities, um, making sure that they're selecting the right types of loans and lending so that uh, the loans will be repaid, even if they're uncollateralized. And they base this on years and years of experience, backtesting, you know, um, all of the different types of financial metrics and security rails that are often missing from the DeFi space. So when we tap into Goldfinch or Maple or anything like that, um, the actual yield is real. Uh, it's not something that's dependent on the whims of a very volatile crypto market. Uh, it's not something that goes away if Bitcoin or Ethereum aren't doing well, like we've seen with a lot of the stablecoin yields and other types of yield sources. Uh, and surprisingly, it is one of the highest yield sources available these days. Um, if you, as an everyday investor, are trying to make money in DeFi, I highly suggest you check out some of these protocols, right? There's different types of risk involved that you need to be aware of. You are doing emerging market lending, uh, it is uncollateralized, so the possibility of someone defaulting on that loan exists. But there's also contingencies in place for that. Um, so Goldfinch, for example. They have what's called a senior level tranche and a junior level tranche. The junior level tranche gets upwards of uh, 15, 20, uh, 15 to 25% APR. Uh, and in those cases, you are what's called first loss capital. Um, if that loan is defaulted on, you lose your money. Simple as that. The senior tranche is actually protected by the junior tranche. It earns slightly less yield, uh, but it's... It, if any loans default, it's the junior tranche that absorbs that loss before anything hits the senior tranche. So for our nonprofit endowments, we'll be investing into Goldfinch's senior tranche. So this is uh, somewhat mitigated from the risk of um, loans defaulting. Uh, and all of the loans that are on the platform are selected specifically because the team has decided they are very low risk for defaulting. So you get high yield, uh, you get mitigated risk, uh, and it's all done under actual financial analysis review. 
Uh, and I've met a lot of the people at these teams. They come from traditional finance backgrounds. They know what they're doing. It's not something someone made up in a basement and released out into the world. And it's like, hey, come do this and get 2000 APR. Um, so all of that makes me feel a lot more secure about it than frankly the majority of pure DeFi yield plays available. Awesome. Yeah, that seems like a really smart move because it seems like rather than invest the enormous amount of resources it would take to kind of put together your own uh, dedicated due diligence like risk assessment team, why not tap into the options that are already out there that are more battle tested, have more veterans on it, etc. That makes a lot of sense. Now, now I'm very, is, is Maple Finance fairly similar to Goldfinch? Yes, Maple Finance is, uh, is very similar, um, really same type of setup. Uh, there's some differences, like they don't have like one pooled senior tranche, they have like everything's individual. Uh, mm. The way Maple Finance is set up is it's more of an infrastructure play where they want other people to leverage the tooling they've built. Um, ah. So one of the groups I was talking to today is called Orthogonal. So Orthogonal is built on Maple. Uh, but they are their own, you know, everything I just described about assessing risk, determining loan. They are enabled by Maple, but they are one of many teams that are now building on Maple. Gotcha. Very cool. I'm going to go after, I'm going to check both of these out. I remember I peeked at them when we last talked, but um, now I'm definitely very interested in kind of digging into them a little bit. Also, so well, I mean, Timmy, right now you're going to have Oh, I've eaten up too much oxygen, please. <laughs> no, my, I was literally just, I leave your logo. Cakes, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool. Wait, I'm so curious. Is this me? People, can people throw up some emojis if Amanda just broke up for you really bad? I would expect Chauncey to be the one breaking up. But maybe that's just on my end. I see no emojis. Okay, weird. I'm going to move past it. Um, or actually, could you just repeat yourself, Amanda? I apologize. It was very, very weird connection issues. Can you hear me okay? Weird. It's, it, it's breaking up for me. Um, Let me I don't try. Know why that would be. It's like only the beginning of when you talk and then it smooths out though, which is very, very odd. Okay. So throw up a heart if I sound okay. Oh, well, you, you sounded perfect there, of course. I'll okay. throw up a heart. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, the only thing I was saying before I interrupted Chauncey, which he probably had something much, you know, better to say. I was just going to say that Maple Finance has a really neat logo and it's pancakes. So you definitely should check them out. But yeah, we, we spent two Ooh. minutes talking about, <laughs> about that. I will, I, without even checking it out, I can confidently say that's probably my favorite uh, project in crypto with a pancake for the logo of the yeah, two I, I can mean, think of. If you, have, if you have a decent logo, like I, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Not, yeah. I don't even think Pancake Swap went for the pancake logo. So, I mean, that's saying something. <laughs> Did they not? I just assumed that was my joke. Uh, oh, no, they have like a little like pancake looking mascot, don't they? That like this humanoid oh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but <laughs> super cool. Is pancake on? Is that a, I mean, uh, sorry, is maple on Ethereum as well? They are. They are. So I was going to cool. tell the audience, you know, if you don't want to go over to the, you know, big bad EVM world, you can be patient and we'll soon make that available to you to invest with your Cosmos assets and have that all. Uh, well, 
apologies. That's really more for nonprofits and for uh, angel impact funds. But we will be making these types of yields available through people donating in right. on Juno. Yeah, right. So, okay, that kind of brings me to what kind of might seem like a silly question, but I think it's just, it'll help me kind of wrap my head around the model and stuff. So I assume the answer... Well, no, it could go either way. I think the answer might be no, because, you know, you're obviously working with Ethereum protocols as well as off-chain things. But for how you guys are set up, um, do you guys think you'll derive any direct benefit um, from interchain accounts? Meaning, um, let's just even assume, let's say we're five years in the future, 10 years, whatever, and Ethereum is IBC connected even. Uh, interchain accounts being, you know, the ability to do sort of smart contracting work and like talk talk between chains and pass along information other than just transactions. Will your model benefit from that at all? Or are you kind of set up in a way where you're chain agnostic uh, without anything like that? I'm not sure if Chauncey is able to speak to that, um, nor do I feel like I'm qualified to speak to that. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Am I coming through? Uh, now you are. Yep. If you were trying to talk before, I think you were cut out. But oh, good gotcha, now. gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm sorry, Timmy. Uh, what was the question again? Yeah. So like, just sort of one trying to think of the technical way you guys are set up. Do you guys think you will derive any benefit from interchain accounts? Like even let's think five years in the future when like Ethereum is IBC connected, or are you guys kind of set up in a way from the ground up where you don't necessarily need that? You're chain agnostic already with the technology you have. Um, yeah. No, no, that'll definitely help us quite a bit. Uh, really, anything that removes the reliance on bridges um, is extremely helpful. Uh, and even things you wouldn't necessarily expect, right? So, um, for example, Kado Pay. Uh, we're going to be leveraging them for on and off ramps. Very excited about their upcoming go live as well. Uh, also, Angel Alliance members. Uh, but with Kado, um, we're going to have to wait to fully implement them until Axelar completes their uh, cross, I, I forget, I'm losing the terminology now, but I think uh, cross-chain message passing. And yep. yes, yeah, so there's still technology improvements that we're waiting on. And honestly, anything that gets released make, brings us closer and closer to that goal. Um, so stuff Axelar is working on, stuff Router Protocol is working on, and really anything that helps IBC and eases that connection between different uh, Cosmos chains um, certainly will benefit from that. Cool. So like if, if Goldfinch or Maple, for example, were to spin up an app chain or come to Evmos or something like that, you guys would be able to, in some capacity, more trustlessly or more efficiently tap into that like yield source and just make it, I assume, probably just a better UX on the end user as well as some additional security. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I am a firm believer that the future will be seamlessly multi-chain. Uh, I think every actor in the space is incentivized to make this happen. And there's so much funding being poured just into the infrastructure solutions around bridging, around uh, eliminating the need for bridges altogether. Uh, I can name like 17 different actual blockchains, like L1s, L2s, that are specifically dedicated to uh, EVM and uh, IBC connect together, EVM and Cosmos together. Um, and all of this right now that's happening, I see as a very messy path to 
something in the future that will be very smooth and completely seamless. Awesome. I mean, that's yeah, the beauty of what Cosmos is all about. You know, that's that's the magic of IBC and what they're doing. Like, I we are firm believers in that thesis. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if um, I know you guys talk to such a wide range of companies, nonprofits, a lot of people like not in the Web3 space, for example, you said a lot of the nonprofits you work with are not even very like tech savvy. Um, but I'm sort of curious in in all of the people you've talked to, have you come across any or have any conversations stirred up where whatever they're doing, maybe you thought like, oh, you could maybe benefit from bringing this on chain or even utilizing like an app chain or anything like that? Well, so what we're doing is really trying to enable this digital first transition, right? So when you think of angel impact funds, that is making Web3 the default for these entrepreneurs to coordinate invest fundraise. Yep. Um, and same for nonprofits, right? So we are starting by onboarding you know, traditional nonprofits because that's what exists. As we do that, we introduce them to the wonders that Web3 can provide. Uh, and as we do that, we get more and more people that want to set up nonprofits. I get so many messages um, every week from people that are interested in starting their own nonprofit or impact organization and looking for my advice. Um, if you look at demographics too, uh, the millennials and every generation after them is much more focused on social impact than the generations that came before them. Um, as this demographic shift coincides with the adoption of Web3 and blockchain overall, what you're going to see is a lot more people creating digital-first organizations. So, I mean, many people are familiar with this through DAOs and a lot of the experiments that have been happening of, you know, how to create an organization online. Uh, and I think a lot of that, you know, like what we were talking about before, is very messy right now and being figured out and will be much more polished and smooth in the future. Um, but I think that the future is digital native. And so what Angel Protocol is building is really bridging the gap between those traditional organizations to enable more digital first, digital native organizations. Perfectly put, yeah. So I'll admit I asked, I asked that as a bit of a leading question to kind of help make a, a big point. And I knew you would probably articulate that half of the point better than myself. Um, but I, I just kind of want to quickly speak from my perspective why I think you guys coming to Juno is so bullish. Like, I think some people, I got some messages, some replies that were actually like surprised that I was calling you like the bullish, most bullish thing in a while, seeing you come to Juno. And I think there's kind of two reasons for that. One is what you just perfectly articulated, where unlike at this point, anything else built on Juno, anything else built in the cosmos, aside from like maybe you could argue the inbuilt privacy that secret uh, network enables. But for the most part, these aren't really things that reach out and touch the outside world. There, there are four crypto people at the moment. Um, something like DowDow definitely could benefit existing organizations and uh, organizational structures throughout the kind of outside world. But it's, it has no capacity to really introduce them to it. Um, it's really just tooling. And so, like you said, I think one point is that you guys just have a, a beautiful way of introducing people to the wonderful world of Web3 in a very non-scary way, one that's beneficial to many of the people involved, etc. 
And then the other reason I'm personally so bullish about you guys coming to Juno um, is because the world's looking pretty bad in crypto and uh, just economies, yada, yada. And I think it is so uh, insanely important to have sort of like an anchor, uh, (laughs) forgive the term, an anchor project. Where like if if all else kind of goes wrong in Juno, let's say that the tokens lose a ton of value, all of the the tokens on Juno, maybe Juno itself, uh, just in a mass calling or whatever, in a way that really doesn't affect you guys, and it doesn't affect uh, the fact that you guys are using Juno to enact real world change and do important stuff with quite a bit of money as well. So. In, in a weird, almost pessimistic way, like you guys are the perfect type of project to really cement Juno as a chain that means something, does things for the real world, and has potential for who knows who else to come follow you guys after. Um, so just as my explanation of why I'm like personally so excited to have you guys on board. Thank you so much, Timmy, man. I really appreciate that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's one of the silver linings that came out of everything, right? Uh, wreck me once, uh, shame on me, uh, wreck me twice. No, never again. (laughs) (laughs) Not even in the conversation, not even in the conversation. Um, and, and that's, what's cool about it. Like I said, we're tapping into these yield sources that are not dependent on the crypto market itself yet. Our protocol still champions web three and is very web three native by default. Uh, so yes, I think it is a perfect, I think that right there, I think that was a perfect, like single sentence summation. Yeah, that was well put. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, man, I'm I'm excited, Timmy. I love what we're doing. Uh, I there, I've had people ask me. You know, it's like, so are, are you going to go back to like uh, traditional finance and go work for GE again? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> there is no way. There is no way. Like, <laughs> you I, guys I, don't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I really feel like I found my life's purpose, and I'm just you know so. I feel very blessed by all of the support that we've gotten from, you know, the community and people like yourself uh, and even within the team. I just want to give a shout out to the Angel team because uh, it's the most exciting, inspiring team I've ever had the privilege of working with in my entire life. Um, our, our unfair advantage is that we're a project built around purpose. And when you're a project built around purpose, you attract the kind of high resonating frequency people who want to make a difference in the world, who are working for the right reasons, who are passionate by default about what they're doing because they believe in it. Um, and the amount of talented people like that that have come over to Angel uh, since we uh, first started, you know, from a hackathon and a tweet in May um, is really been one of the most mind blowing parts of this. So, um, yeah, just very, very grateful to be on this journey. Yeah, wow, what a humble start. <laughs> um, John, can you go ahead and mute? Appreciate you. Um, hey, uh, Citizen, I see you requesting come up. I'll definitely let anyone who wants to come up and ask some questions or chat in just a minute here. I have like two more questions I want to get to. And if it's pertinent to what we're talking about right now, uh, just shoot me a DM and I can definitely ask on your behalf or, or get you up here if it's fitting. But otherwise, let you up in a second. Um, cool. So I guess like two other little things um, or, or last sort of 
points I wanted to touch on is I know on Terra you guys had a token. Um, are you going to still have a token on Juno? And also, what is the role of that token if if it is still going to be a thing? Yeah, so uh, we will still be having a token. Um, anyone who previously held Halo on Terra will be made whole one for one. Uh, we're not focusing on relaunching the token this year, um, so that's going to come sometime in 2023. Uh, but we do think that the Halo token is critical to um, a lot about Angel Protocol. So one, the most obvious, it's our path to decentralization and true community ownership. Um, two, uh, I think that holding Halo is really exciting because of the AP endowment. So the AP endowment I touched on briefly earlier, uh, but this is a community-owned uh, fund. Um, and a lot of the funding from that comes in through the Angel Alliance, uh, and it also functions as its own endowment, so you know it, it grows over time. But that AP endowment allows the community to vote on sending money to the causes important to them. Uh, so when the um, hurricane hit in the Philippines last year, uh, there was a huge outpouring from the community. A lot of people wanted some sort of action taken. Uh, and we were able to vote as a community and send $500,000 to Yellow Boat of Hope in the Philippines to rebuild schools, rebuild boats, rebuild homes, provide food and water to, to people who needed it. Uh, and so that's real world impact being made from um, not only just donations from the Angel Alliance and from individual donors, uh, but also a decision that was voted on through decentralized governance by owners of the protocol. Uh, so I think that's really exciting. Um, and then the other element is there's what I would like to consider a quite elegant tokenomic model behind what we do. Uh, so uh, Delphi Digital helped us curate our original tokenomics model um, and they helped introduce bonding curves. Uh, these bonding curves, uh, some might be familiar with them if they've used the graph um, or they, they've been used in other applications too, uh, but they serve as a curation mechanism on Angel Protocol. So the more Halo staked to an organization, uh, the more visibility that organization has uh, and the more Angel Alliance funding automatically gets sent to that organization. Uh, and it's not a pure amount of Halo weighting, it's actually based on a ratio of how much Halo is staked to that charity versus how large their endowment is. So you end up with something where you, you get an actual pure creation score uh, based on the people who want to stake against a charity to support them. Now, what do I mean by staking against a charity? What do I mean by the bonding curve? Well, the way Angel Protocol works is the, um, the charges, there's no charges for actually setting up an endowment, there's no charges for actual donations coming through, we don't take any cut of that. Uh, but there is um, yield taken off the top. So effectively assets under management, uh, part of that goes back to the protocol. Um, half of that goes to fund the actual protocol treasury. Uh, the other half of that goes to Halo stakers. So when you stake against a particular organization, you actually get a share of that organization's endowment yield. Uh, now it's a relatively small share overall. You know, it's not really something you're going to be doing purely just to make crazy profits, uh, but it, it ties in incentive structures where you as a donor go and donate to a charity. Uh, in exchange for donating, you actually get rewarded with 10% of your donation value in Halo. That 10% gets split between you and the charity you're donating to. So I go and donate $100 to save the children. 
um, when I do that, uh, $10 worth of Halo is rewarded back. Uh, 40, four, out of that, 40% goes to the actual uh, donor. So they get you know, 40% of that to them. 40% of it goes to the charity. So that gets staked on the charity's behalf and creates more yield for them. Uh, and 20% gets burned. Uh, not the actual halo itself, but the resulting charity shares. So you donate, you signal curation for that charity, um, you earn them a halo, you earn yourself halo, and now there's an incentive link where you actually have upside in the charity's success. So you are incentivized through the tokenomics to go and fundraise for these charities and spread the word about them. The more people who donate into the charity, the more a share of endowment that you receive. So it's actually financially beneficial for you to go fundraise on the charity's behalf. On the flip side, the charity is incentivized to be more transparent and share impact stories and updates with their community. The more they share, the more people stake against them, the higher their curation score, the more Angel Alliance funding they get. So uh, we believe in intentionality. We spent a lot of time working through our tokenomics. We've red-hatted it. We've you know, tried to see how it could be abused, how it could go wrong, and we've revised it about 75 times. Um, but I think that we've really landed on something that incentivizes the right kinds of behavior that we want to see, which is what a tokenomic model should do. Man, I swear every single time I, I chat with you, I feel like I'm more and more feel like you guys have kind of figured it out and it being the per like for anyone who knows me it's funny cosm watches in here he'll he'll just smile my biggest saying in life that i say like all the time and i find it fits so many situations is the answer always lies somewhere in the middle and one thing i've realized in the past maybe two or three years that that really applies to is blockchain in this whole web three sort of revolution where it's the real beauty of it isn't going to come from a total overhaul of everything where bitcoin is the new global currency and all computing is done on blockchains like no um you know blockchains aren't great for that but they are great for some things and i think that the real beauty will be found when this sort of balance is found this thing in the middle where tokenomics and blockchain and DAOs, multi-sigs, uh, trustless transactions, bridges like IDC, when all that is used to a more powerful effect than just sort of internal bubble stuff. Like, like DeFi is very often sort of cyclical, right? Like, cool, you're yield farming. You're, uh, one of my big examples is like DEXs are super cool. Osmosis is a beautiful piece of technology, but it, it's kind of solving a self-created problem, right? Of just trading around these internet tokens that are made where we're not even sure if they're needed or to what capacity yet. Um, but what we all know for a fact is that blockchain is cool as a technology. And a lot of the extra things Cosmos is thrown on, it's also really cool. And I just feel like I get a new little piece of the puzzle every time I chat with you that I kind of slip in, I go, yep, they're kind of, they're, they're straddling both sides of the field using the benefits of, you know, traditional structures and uh, all the millions of users, in your case, charities and donors that are still in the old world and using traditional systems that have benefits to them, 
but also benefiting from blockchain and doing these really cool sort of uh, like hybrid models, I guess, where it's not just, oh, we put your funds on a blockchain. That's how we differ from other charities. It's this, uh, particularly with you talking about the use of the Halo token there, it got me thinking just how reinforcing and uh, beneficial to all that system is, how the exact same mechanism staking to a certain charity benefits both the user, uh, benefits obviously the charity, but it also promotes them to be more transparent and in turn a better nonprofit. Um, like it, it's just awesome. I'm so excited to see you guys grow. Uh, building off that, and I'll ask both of you this, so maybe I'll hit Amanda first to, to give you a break, Nancy. Um, what are you guys most excited for? And feel free to give like a broad picture answer or something specific if there's cool uh, maybe like a new protocol you're kind of working on or a new yield opportunity or anything like that. But uh, over the next year or so in the roadmap, you guys have sort of been talking about internally. Um, what, what excites you guys most? So for myself, I would say I'm most excited about talking to some wallets about like, I'm sorry, protocol, uh, charity, like giving directly through a wallet. That's what like is really exciting for me right now. So I am, yeah, just like the, I had this, like, I was driving home last night at one in the morning. I checked an amazing idea. Then I was like, no, it's 1 a.m. Like, Amanda, cool down. <laughs> so I waited until this morning, but I was like pitched in this idea. So like, just that is like what I'm really excited about. Ooh, so wait, what what might that look like? Meaning donations from within a wallet? Would it just mean the same way there might be a send button? There's like a donate button? Or how exactly would that work out? I'm sure you don't have specifics figured out, but just in general. Yeah, like possibly like a roundup option. Um, Ooh. Similar, yeah. Uh, or even uh, just like, certain wallets that might have apps within the wallet that you can just donate straight from your wallet to charity. Right. Um, we've got a Especially couple mobile wallets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's some really good wallets coming. Um, I really like the idea of a roundup and it would be even cooler to give users an option between like directly donating with a little bit of a roundup of their TX or using their roundup to buy Halo and automatically stake it to charities of their choice. I could see both being awesome often. Ooh, I'm going to steal that idea. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, like, the possibilities are endless. And, you know, we have a, a lot of partners that are, you know, a part of the alliance that um, have just been, like, really, really great to work with. You know, you pitch them an idea and they're like, all right, here's, here's, I'm dropping you in this group and we're going to chat about this like right away. Like, so I feel like just the, the, what is it called? The, uh, like the area in which like we are right now is like just everyone is, is building and collaborating and working together. And I think it's just really exciting. So that's, yeah, I only up from here. Yeah. Thinking about it personally, I actually, would without a doubt enable the like if there was a, a halo option i think like rounding up for normal donations i'd probably also do but um might 
you know, forget about it when I make a new wallet for a while or depending on market situation, my financial situation might have it on or off at times. But uh, like an auto roundup that's an investment for me and benefits something I care about is I, I would put that on in a heartbeat. Yeah, we were um, at one point in Terra, it wasn't wasn't active for very long, but we also had an option. Um, it was kind of coined the term tiny angel and you could donate the like dust of your wallet to charity. So we're still planning on doing that. Um, not sure exactly when that's going to go live, but um, we so we have a lot of options for people who just, you know, you have some some coins sitting around your wallet and you're not going to do much with them. Well, why not donate them to charity? So, um, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of really awesome potentials. A lot of people we're talking to. So, uh, I'm really super excited. Wait. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Chauncey, I guess over to you, what are you sort of most looking forward to or excited about? Oh, there's so many good answers to that question, Timmy. Um, the 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 one I'll say here, because it allows me to hit on a, a few different things I'm excited about, is uh, Angel Protocol's code being open sourced uh, and available for other people to build off of, uh, and then hosting our own Angel Protocol hackathons. Uh, because honestly, the the appetite for impact in this space is huge. Uh, we, we can't talk to people fast enough. People want to imbue purpose into their project. And what the work Amanda does makes that easy through the Angel Alliance and all kinds of different ways people can give, whether that's direct contributions or, you know, again, going back to incentive alignment and just being very intentional with that, uh, our Locked for Good program, where people can donate native token assets, have that principle protected rather than their tokens being market sold and hurting their community, uh, they're locked up in perpetuity and actually compound and grow um, and create a new generative giving engine because we take those tokens and we harvest them for yield, either staked in governance uh, like we're doing with Kujira uh, or in some kind of LP position where uh, it actually harvests the yield from an LP position. Uh, but that's, that's you know, something we're already doing. What I'm really excited about is all of the other things we want to do that don't we don't have time for yet. Um, so I'm going to shout out Loop here. Uh, Loop has been one of the most consistent Angel Alliance partners. Uh, they are a Locked for Good partner. They donated an entire 10, like 10 of their entire token supply is dedicated to social impact uh, through Angel Protocol. And so that that in of itself is huge. Uh, but the exciting alpha that I want to drop here is um, we got the approval from Loop to effectively fork their front end. Um, and this is what I, I coined the smile.amazon.com play. Uh, for those not familiar, I'm just going to briefly describe. Um, if you're shopping on Amazon and you're not putting smile dot before you shop, uh, please stop that and put smile dot first. Uh, it costs you nothing. Uh, your experience is exactly the same. Uh, but when you use Amazon, it actually donates money to charity when you do that. Uh, the entire experience is the same, the site looks and feels the same, you just append smile dot when you go and browse and do it. Um, and the applications to this, to the crypto protocol space are huge. You can fork literally any front end of any protocol, add a charitable roundup feature or anything else you'd like there, and then just release that under the same URL as the current app with, you know, angel dot ahead of it. Um, so. Uh, we talked with Loop about doing this and they were fully in support. 
um, you know, we can fork their front end, you can go and use Loop, you'd have the exact same experience like you using Loop today, uh, except that we'll add an option to round up for charity. So you know that when you are using Loop through, you know, angel.loop.markets, uh, you're actually having the exact same experience, doing exactly what you would do otherwise, but benefiting charity while doing it. Uh, so this is just one growth hack, one little thing that we could do, uh, and we just don't have the bandwidth to do all of the ideas we want. So I'm very, very excited for other people to be able to build on us and be able to do things like, oh, we're going to go and do that front end. Like, I can't pull my team off doing that when they're busy launching our main core protocol. Um, same thing with Tiny Angel, right? Like, uh, that was just done out of a volunteer dev time. You know, shout out to uh, to Brian. Uh, used to be a member of the One Planet team. He's currently over at Columbia doing work. But uh, yeah, he completely just volunteered, created that whole site for us. Uh, he had actually created a whole anchor yield redirection thing too, which obviously never saw the, the light of day, um, but it allowed people to go to anchor, deposit their funds, and choose what portion of the 20% of the yield went to charity. Uh, there's all kinds of different, like just charity, social impact hacks you can do like this out in the space. Um, and when we talk about angel impact funds, it gets even more exciting, right? Because you can take the idea of angel impact funds in the marketplace we're releasing and apply it to any more niche purpose, right? Like our whole thing is an infrastructure improvement for the impact economy. Uh, we want to make it easier and accessible for any type of impacting organization to use our tools. That being said, there could be value in specific niche markets. Uh, maybe you are extremely passionate about uh, public goods blockchain development. Now, you can create an angel impact fund for your public goods project once we launch that, uh, but someone could also take our code, launch their whole own public goods marketplace that is has specific functionality for that audience that is you know, an improvement over a more general impact marketplace. Uh, same kind of concept for DSI, decentralized science funding. Um, you could use Angel Impact Funds, our marketplace, create a bespoke marketplace that was dedicated just to scientists who wanted to attract funding for their projects. So there's a million and one things and ways people can use Angel's code and build on it. And uh, really just, I wanna lean into that community aspect of it. Because again, these are the kinds of projects that people will take on out of passion. Um, once they know they can leverage our code and know they can make a positive improvement in the world through their skills, they're going to wanna to do that the same way people volunteered their time and worked uh, you know, at night to build Wikipedia, right? The people who built Wikipedia had day jobs. They, they contributed and edited and added input and refined and built on it in their spare time because it was something they were passionate about and they had purpose, autonomy, mastery they could pursue. So what we're doing as a team is really exciting, but it's gonna pal in comparison to what the world can do with Angel Protocol's code once it's released. Okay, so I have to admit I'm right here. Go ahead and mute, mute your mic if you could. <laughs> the, bus, the bus is a, a loud beast. Um, I, I'm sitting here like almost jumping out of my chair because for months now, like actually maybe the better part of I don't even know how long it's been, but I've been we've talked about this. I've had this feeling that like Angel and Spark are like a Venn diagram where there's obviously some overlap there, but whatever's in the middle has been blurry. I haven't quite been able to figure it out. And I think I just uh hit I came up with something. 
So it started when you mentioned like the smile thing. I was going to say, oh, so we could do like an angel.spark.dc.zone that, you know, played into that same sort of thing. But uh, a step further than that, one of the features for Spark IDC that's being worked on right now um, is the ability to donate in any token. And it'll use JunoSwap to convert that to USDC and then make the donation all in one go. So easy UX on the end user. But due to the way our Spark points work, you can only donate whole USDC. So I would love to integrate it where if someone swaps five Juno, that's not going to come out to an even amount of USDC. The excess gets like routed to an angel protocol charity. Maybe one that we have the eventually to be launched Spark DAO vote on which charities it goes to. I love that, man. I love it. Absolutely. Yes. Put it in the books. Yes. I think that's a match <laughs> made in heaven. And then you're, then the donation's already in USDC for you guys as well. So like it, it really is perfect. That's awesome. I'm sure we're going to come up with more than that. But finally having something where I'm like, oh, perfect. That's how we can benefit from each other. I think that's phenomenal. I'm so glad to see you throwing emojis, Cosm Watch. I was going to ask if you were actively listening or not. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Because we've been wondering, like, do we want to just have the user put in an amount of token and that's not actually what they swap. We just sort of round down the amount they swap to get close to a nearest whole number. But no, I, I mean, maybe we'll have to talk about it internally, but I see no reason we couldn't. Um, maybe, maybe it would be an option so that at least we give people that autonomy. But who's not going to donate 99 cents and down when they're already making a donation at Spark? So I'm excited about that. Okay, awesome. Oh, we lost Chauncey. But, uh, Luckily, okay, I think that's all right. Cool. We'll get him back up here. I'm also going to get you up here, Seed Zen. That's all of the main points I wanted to. I lied. Seed Zen, if you could hold on one more second, there's one more thing I want to let these guys uh, speak on. And that is that you guys run a validator, right? And that that validator doesn't work like a normal validator. Um, Amanda, do you want to maybe touch on that? Um, for Juno, our Juno validator? Yeah. And do you have others or um, I know you did. Yeah, well we, Terra, we have but... Yeah, we have a, a validator on Terra, uh a validator oh, cool. on Jera and as as well as um Juno. Um but yeah, when you stake with our our validator um on Juno, the 100% of the I don't know what the word is uh specifically um i think you're goes, at a hundred percent commissions right hundred percent commission yeah it goes yeah to charity. so you wouldn't earn rewards as a staker but no. yeah a hundred percent of it doesn't go to you guys it goes straight to people in the alliance right so what someone could do if they wanted to just get some like brownie points and kind of fire and forget is like just stake like five juno with you and juno like you know something you'll probably forget about you'll always have the underlying principle and all yep. the time you've forgotten about it, yeah, someone's going to be benefiting who probably deserves it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 awesome. Um, yeah. If you if you have it and you're not concerned, or you you'd really you're really passionate about having um, a portion of your principal giving, you know, that yield of it going to charity, then um, I would definitely say please stake with our validator. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, a hundred percent commissions seems like a lot, but you can just take whatever amount of Juno you want. So, you know, imagine it's only 10% commissions and just only donate, you know, 5% of what you would otherwise or however, or stake again, not even a donation. Um, Cool. I just remembered that at the end and wanted to touch on that because I think it's a beautiful, again, example of sort of you guys using DeFi and Web3 to just reinforce and uh, create kind of positive feedback loops for your uh, cross-ecosystem model. And by ecosystem, I mean the non-Web3 world and, and the Web3 one. But super cool. Okay. Thank you, you for shouting in? that out. Yeah, sorry, I got hard rugged there. Um, but no, thank you for shouting out the validator. And yeah, it's, it's all a matter of perspective, right? You could stake 100 Juno to a 10% validator, or you could stake 10 Juno to a 100% validator. Um, the idea isn't you stake your whole Juno bag, it's you stake what you want to redirect towards charity, and you never have to give up your principal. Um, so rather than completely donating from your own funds, you're effectively taking principal you have, maintaining exposure to Juno, uh, but simply sending all of that yield effectively programmatically to charity. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's just, I, I really like that. It's just, it kind of makes sense. Anyways, Seedzen, you've been super patient. I want to let you hop in here if you have a question for these guys or, or any thoughts. Feel free to take it away. Yes. Yes. Uh... I recorded a space with Rhino Validator a few days ago, and uh, uh, I'm going to be doing the same with the EcoState. And I just found out that uh, I've been trying to keep up with you, Tendermint. But by the way, I think what you, Tendermint, to me, and uh, Angel Protocol, I discovered Angel Protocol, I, I don't know, quite uh, on a, uh, Olympus DAO, and then it went to giving uh, something, and then you guys popped up, and so I started... Uh, Doing some uh, research, no doubt. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about uh, Spark IBC and, um, like, obviously from uh, listening to uh, uh, Tendermint uh, Timmy, um, it's obviously um, uh, benefiting the social uh, values uh, that I was also aligned with. But going back to um, Rhino Validator and Eco and all these other uh, validators and the devs that are trying to give, um, they don't have a um, Web3 protocols, right? So they're using, in the Rhino's case, a giving block, right? Which I don't think is a blockchain uh, situation. I'm not sure. So, and they're looking for entities like Angel Protocol, uh, most likely. But he's, he focuses on wildlife, right? So he gives 10% to wildlife and EcoStake Eco does something that's uh, different. And I just discovered another validator today uh, that I'm going to be interviewing uh, that gives 20%. So I used to... Um, run a business and for first 10 years was survival. Last 10 years was more like a school and grants and giving back to uh, the public uh, through democratizing uh, design. Um, so my question to uh, both of you guys, the uh, Spark IBC, Tenderman Timmy and the Angel Protocol is, I know you guys are about giving out, right? Giving back. How? But how, do you have anything like that's facing inward towards community as far as I guess the word is not charity at that point. It would be support, right, for the people within the ecosystem. Because without a strong community, without a strong nation, uh, we don't have a GDP to uh, abundance to give out, right? Because we're we're str struggling ourselves. So, is there some sort of program that looks inward to support the healthy, robust economy within the community, like by supporting educators, for example? And then the second question is. Um, are you guys doing anything like what um, 
um, uh, regen finance is doing. Whereas, uh, I mean, there is a debate uh, as far as whether carbon credit is the right way to do it, because that's actually on the um, end, end cycle. Whereas someone like uh, Don Kryptonium would argue we need to have, I was surprised by it because I didn't think it was into energies, but he has thought about how we should really uh, focus on efficiency of energy production creation versus like trying to sell credit, which is a consumption at the end. So do, do you have any um, programs like that or try, uh, ideas like that where your tokenomics are tied in with the uh, blockchains itself, like a Stargaze incorporating uh, uh carbon credits and things like that? Do you have like a giving credit that is in that tied in uh, on a protocol level uh, to um, Cosmos chains? Wow, awesome questions. Um, I guess on the first one of sort of like uh, looking inward stuff, I think I probably have a much easier and different answer than Angel. Um, this is sort of the fundamental area that I think Spark and Angel differ and why I haven't been able to find that sort of overlap on the Venn diagram is that, you know, in all total honesty, uh, Spark IBC is not all about giving away. It's about making my investments in the cosmos go up. It's a, it's a very selfish act, believe me. Um, <laughs> Spark IBC is like the only things that we fund are things that we help our going to improve the cosmos such as education such as infrastructure upgrades such as things like this other project i'm working on interchain info which among other things will be like the wikipedia of the interchain um so i have a bit of an easier answer there i think i think spark ibc is actually like defined if you read the white paper sort of as um, a platform that's meant to bring some organization to uh, the giving that people in the ecosystem already want to do towards improving this very ecosystem. Um, and then actually, maybe let's circle back to the second question, because I think it's another good and good one to like talk on, but I'll let Angel maybe touch on the first one first. Yeah, so I'll try and be concise, because there's a lot I could speak to there. Um, one, uh, any, any organization, protocol, validator, NFT project you know that wants to give to charity, please send them our way. Um, we're Web3 native. We can do it all on chain. Uh, organizations like The Giving Block are amazing. Um, they, they made a huge impact in this space. They brought crypto philanthropy into the limelight. I actually just talked with their founder, Alex, earlier today. Um, big, big fan of Giving Block and what they do. Uh, that being said, they are a Web2 company, um, and what they do is ultimately fairly iterative. Uh, to, to, to Timmy's earlier question of are we you know, improving the system or are we completely changing the way the system works, uh, the giving block is more in the camp of improving the system, which is an important thing that we need done. Uh, but I would strongly consider, I would strongly urge anyone who's like trying to lean into the Web3 aspect of things and do things fully on-chain uh, to consider Angel for that. Um, you also mentioned some specific causes. Uh, we're able to facilitate that as well. So uh, all of our organizations are grouped uh, within different UN SDG categories for sustainable development goals. So if a uh, Angel Alliance partner wants to give specifically to animal welfare, to environmental causes, to education, uh, that's all something that we can easily facilitate. 
Um, as for giving back to the overall ecosystem, there's a few things with that. Um, one, I would say part of the Venn diagram overlap is angel impact funds are able to host these public goods projects that are seeking an avenue for exposure and funding. So Spark IBC could fund public goods development projects that are set up as angel impact funds, as an example. Uh, and that's one thing that we want to foster is being a home for public goods projects because really the only thing that's really out there today is Gitcoin. Uh, and I, man, I, I could not love Gitcoin much more. Um, I love everything they're about. I love their ethos. Uh, but they are very much wedded to Ethereum, right? A lot of their quadratic matching funding comes from the Ethereum Foundation. They are focused on Ethereum public goods overall. Um, which is understandable. Uh, but between Spark IBC and Angel Impact Funds, we can create a public goods funding infrastructure for the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, and perhaps we could even look at different things with quadratic funding from, you know, Juno funding, for example, or other types of ecosystem funding. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of what we're developing you know, not only from the open source aspect of other people being able to use and build with it, uh, but also being infrastructure that is inherently suited for public goods blockchain development funding. Um, and then the final thing is on your point about uh, regen network and carbon credits. Um, one, I would just uh, slightly clarify there, like regen network is not solely focused on carbon credits. Uh, they are just overall part of the regenerative finance movement in a variety of different ways. Um, and I, I strongly support their work as well. Uh, Gregory Landau is a really amazing human being. I've had the chance to interact with him in a few different groups and causes like Redemption Dow to save the Congo rainforest. And um, he, you know, a very genuine person is very passionate about what he's doing. Uh, as for the overall carbon credit debate, I mean, that is something we could have a five-hour Twitter spaces on specifically. And there's a million schools of thought, you know, and uh, you might be thinking of ClimaDAO, uh, who is specifically around uh, tokenizing of, of carbon credits. Um, but even their model is not a validation of carbon credits. It's actually trying to break the system. It's trying to drive up prices for carbon credits because they're not actually good uh, and effective today. Um, so I think that's widely acknowledged and a number of groups are going about that different ways, whether it's trying to improve or break the existing uh, carbon credit system, whether it's trying to do something uh, different altogether. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how that space evolves, but it's hotly contested within the regenerative finance circles. I also, I, I might sound like a bit of a, on the first question, I kind of want to add something on Angel's behalf. And I might sound uh, like a little bit of a broken record here, but it's only because this is something I totally don't blame anyone listening uh, if you kind of rolled your eyes the first time. But like I mentioned earlier in our discussion, um, one way that I think Angel's model and them existing uh, reinforces us as the Juno community, as the Cosmos community, whatever, and kind of gives back there, uh, in addition to everything Chauncey's gone through, is just that I, I really, truly do believe that Angel moving to Juno has actually cemented your Juno bags as a safe investment more than probably anything else that has happened this year or will happen. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually told you this, Chauncey, but one of the things that made me first kind of take the plunge into Terra was learning about you guys. Because I saw what you were doing, I didn't understand the model perfectly, but I saw that you were 
actually already running, doing stuff, having effect. And that kind of helped seal the picture for me where I was like, okay, like Terra is a thing. Like this is going to be a thing where important shit happens. Um, real important shit, not just DeFi and us playing with internet coins, but stuff like Angel. And so simply by moving to Juno, I think that, uh, and them having it as their home will bolster the Juno community. I, I truly do believe that. Um, and then on the carbon credit front, um, I think I agree with much of what Chauncey said. It's like a very nuanced issue. In general, I do kind of side with like Don Kryptonian on this only because Carbon credits work in, in a monetary system, right? Like credit implies you, you pay for them. And in a world where you can always just print more money, there's the carbon credits don't actually solve anything. You can always just buy more and continue to do whatever you want. Um, but I think they are like better than nothing. Um, and they, they might serve some part of the larger puzzle once it all gets more figured out. I don't think it's the end goal. Um, but they're definitely interesting, and I, I second Chauncey and just loving everything that uh, Regen is doing. And then as for like similar models, very funny you added that to the end of the question. No official plans, um, but one thing I've been kind of playing around with in my mind for Spark, um, as well as we've got a little bit of internal discussion, is some model that, so right now, spark points sort of represent um your monetary contribution to the cosmos ecosystem but there's a lot of shit that you can do that's not monetary that you know should go towards some kind of reputation score or at least uh, a goodwill bank or a uh, however however you might want to think about it however we end up implementing it but we do actually plan to like eventually introduce something that's sort of like a carbon credit type thing for good deeds within the cosmos. The only reason that's not a thing already with us is because we want to make very sure we get uh, issuing those right. Because good deeds, who puts a value on that, right? I don't think anyone wants myself or anyone else on the Spark team being the sole decider of like, oh, my, my friend made some um, code commits to the Cosmos SDK. That's worth 100,000 reputation points, whereas this other guy, I don't know, also did some cool stuff. Maybe that's worth you know a couple thousand. So we want to make sure we nail that model, but if it's funny you ask that, um, that is something we're, we're kind of thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, when you talk about Venn diagram, I mean, I've been, I've been Venn diagram for like how to uh, do social capitalism or capital socialism, whoever, uh, either <laughs> yeah. way. Uh, for last, uh, let's say I started with business 25, I, uh, I'm 52, 52 now. So like I've been doing it for three decades or uh, something like that. So it's 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 uh, something that I continue to put efforts into energy into time into. And um, like, I we actually had a, a, a design studio session named Spark <laughs> so to uh, <laughs> cool. open source ideations. And uh, we developed the... Uh, open source design language that uh, we uh, propagate uh, to public for democratizing designs. But, um, and, and my internal creative team would be like, Travis, like, aren't you worried that people are going to like steal your ideas? I'm, I'm like, that's the whole point, guys. Like, it's, it's <laughs> to give things away. Like, it's the difference between the abundance mindset and the uh, people in scarcity mindset. And a lot of people in crypto yeah. have scarcity mindset. So I love what Angel Protocol and uh, Tenderman Timmy 
you 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 guys are doing, and so I will uh, I will need to like catch up and see what Spark IBC and um, um, uh, Angel uh, Protocol has been doing more of. So, but at the same time, I'm trying to uh, do what I can to roll up my sleeves and contribute in ways to help uh, uh, within the communities and the educators and the uh, little guys that are um, doing things out of love. Uh, and uh, but they need help, right? They need support. They need funding, and we need to uh, kind of nudge the uh, top organizations to do that because it's a, it's essentially free marketing and free awareness for the general public. Yeah. And I see um, Finn here. Uh, I had a conversation with him uh, today as well, and he's like doing this thing out of love. Like he loves audio. He loves uh, technical cleaning sounds and he comes from Terra ecosystem as well and he got wrecked just like angel or the angel protocols and so he's he actually got funded for an entire one year by do Kwan. so like where's i'm just thinking like where is our ogs that that, that could just like you know, send them that like dust cash and sponsor someone like him or others like uh, don kryptonium or so, somebody who's doing it out of with zero dollar funding so we need this healthy uh, uh, internal uh, awareness uh, education that goes out. And someone like Finn is doing things great because he's uh, reaching out to a general public uh, using Spotify and Web2 platform. And I'll be speaking with uh, Chango tomorrow to see what her um, uh, Chango Unchained is doing. And so I'm doing what I can to um, kind of uh, shed light, more light on people. Uh, I'm starting with like people like Chango and people that are more known but uh, I plan to um, do interviews and conversations, one-hour time capsules. Um, that is basically cosmonauts that nobody heard of, but they're behind the scenes doing hard work. So I, I again, applaud you guys for great work, and I'm a great fan. Thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate that. Um, and I just want to shout out Finn also. Finn is just an overall amazing human being. Uh, and I want to share a quick, quick fun fact anecdote uh, that very few people know. Um, Finn has actually wrapped an entire music video for Angel Hi, Protocol. Uh, and the bus driver is going to stop me now. But Finn, you should send that tweet to this chat so people can see the, uh, the give back uh, rap that you did. Um, okay, sorry, the, the bus driver stopped. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I got you, I got you. That was actually one of the first things they asked me to do. They are like, they figured out I rapped. It's not like something I tell people, like, hey, I'm Finn, I'm a rapper. Like, it's just something I do for fun. But they found out somehow, I think Kevin told him. And they were like, hey, can you rap this? And they, like, brought me lyrics and shit, and they are like, do it to this beat. And so I fixed it all up and shit, and, like, yeah, it, it came out pretty good. It was a song I never really heard before, so it was kind of fun to like, it was like a reverse puzzle. Usually I get a beat and then I write to it and then I figure it all out. But this time they handed me the beat and the words. I just had to figure out how to fit it and mimic that original song, which was, it was really fun. So much love. That's y'all. so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, definitely pin that if you have easy access to it here. Um I actually invited Spin up here, though. I sent him a message, um, Seedzen, because of something you brought up. So thanks, Double, um, with Rhino and some others. And Chauncey, you just calling out, you know, anybody with nonprofits or charities, reach out. And I remembered that Finn has one that we've talked about before. And um, I want to let him speak on it. I think he'll do better than myself. But I think that probably it'd be a good candidate for uh, Angel Protocol. I'll let you touch on it, Finn. I'll probably not do it justice. 
Yeah, yeah, no, we were actually already on the uh, Angel Protocol marketplace and everything. Uh, the nonprofit's called the Ocean Web Alliance, the OWA. Uh, and what we do basically is we have Diver that's uh, hooked up with a lot of the dive clubs down in Florida. And uh, their big problem down there and, and in lots of other places is lionfish. They are very invasive. I have a whole infographic about it. Uh, they wreck like the uh, the reef system and everything. And so our whole goal was to focus on this piece of reef that's out by where our homie lives down there and see if we could like help bring it back to life. And so uh, we got it down to the point where each dive was at the beginning, it was like a thousand and then gas prices went up and everything crashed and shit. And it was like up towards 15 or 1600. Uh, but then what we did was we take all of the lionfish that we called out of the, the reef there and we got a license to go sell it at the fish market. So not only are we helping bring these reef systems back to life and removing this like wicked invasive species, but then we're also helping to like offset some of the costs and be more self-sufficient and feed some people uh, while in the process, which I thought was pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. I forgot you guys actually already had worked together. Um, what I guess cool, cool point to maybe touch on real quick then Finn, as someone who's come to Angel Protocol and set up a nonprofit, um, how was like the experience and like sort of, I don't know, have, did you guys try or maybe for other ventures other than this one, even do you have any experience with like traditional sort of um, funding sources, or I guess there's no real equivalent to angel, but um, yeah. Do you have any kind of experience like raising for nonprofits I mean, prior to angel? Yeah. You know, like doing bake sales and standing out on the corner, washing people's windshields <laughs> and shit, selling yep. weed, stuff like that. But uh, no, it, it was uh much like everything in Terra, like the interface that Angel had, the whole flow of the marketplace setup was super easy. Uh, Duffy and Kevin and Chauncey were like super awesome uh, as far as helping get us onboarded. Uh, all we had to do, obviously, was have the nonprofit already set up, which we did. Uh, and then, yeah, we were able to get onboarded. We got an account on there. We got the, um, not, I almost called it a dowry. <laughs> it's not a dowry. What's it called? Endowment. Uh, endowment. Uh, yep. Yeah. A dowry. I got a goat and uh, part of a country. Uh, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, we got the, the endowment set up and everything. And then, uh, yeah, we were able to do a couple expeditions and then, yeah, the crash happened, which obviously wiped out all of the, the charities, not just ours, of course, uh, yeah. but the whole, the whole marketplace. And like, that I've never seen anything quite like what Angel built there as far as having like this marketplace model, but for yeah. charities like yep. that, that just blows my mind, like how cool that is and how well it worked and being able to go through the different categories and say, all right, I want to, you know, give a little cash to like this particular category and like some climate change stuff and maybe help feed some people, maybe save some animals. Like you could go right through the site and do that. And the way it hooked up with UST and everything was super seamless. Like the, you just hit, hit two buttons and you've like donated. Like it was really cool. And back I'm glad then, to see them get back up uh, on Juno. Yeah, no, for real. Uh, back then at that time, were you able to like, pick from yield sources and investments or was it all just anchor i forget 
Uh, when we started, it was just the one endowment account where you had your principal or your, uh, what they call it, like your real-time funds, the money that you yeah. could use right away. And then you had your yield-bearing fund, which was the other percentage of it. And what I really liked about the setup was that you could go in to donate and you could choose like, okay, we have an expedition coming up next week. So let's get more donations to the immediate fund rather than the, the yield bearing fund. Or if, if you oh, were you know cool. all done with your expeditions, you could say, all right, now it's time to shift back into building yield bearing modes so you could take more donations and put them in there. And that, that was left up to whoever was donating. So you, you had like little sliders and stuff, like really well done. Whoever did their UI, like you should have them come, come do TerraSpaces UI. <laughs> Is that um, something similar to that feature? That feature, is that going to be a thing for the, the Juno launch? I assume so. Like the, the ability to kind of shift between short term and uh, like long term when you're making a donation or Absolutely. you might have already touched kinda, on it and it just went over I my came, head. <laughs> I came in kind of late. I was more curious also what uh, tokens you're going to support. Like, is it just going to be USDC and these other CBDCs or are you going to also support like random tokens and stuff like if i want to donate rack or something because maybe i i won all all my money shooting dice so i want to donate some rack like is there some contracts on the back end that'll handle those swaps and put it into something stable or how, how does that work uh so the short answer is yes um amanda are you still on and did you get a hundred percent confirmation on our go live currencies so I don't know if, uh, if Amanda can speak to it right now, but um, uh, obviously Axel USDC, uh, obviously Juno. Uh, I believe that we're also going to have the capability to accept uh, Ethereum, BNB, um, and maybe a couple others at launch. Uh, and then in the future, it'll be literally any crypto asset that you want. Yeah, one thing actually just to just take that as an opportunity to jump in and shout out for everyone else listening. One thing I've been really impressed uh by you guys with is like especially considering that you're dealing in in a market where the the end need is fiat dollars it's real world sort of uh assets at the moment and efforts that you guys have been very cognizant about um token prices especially in the ecosystems that are willing to support you like i know the discussion came up a lot uh in various different capacities sometimes whether it had to do with a grant whether i was just asking how donations work whatever but part of your like model here is so like let's say someone makes a massive donation in juno that's not just going to be market sold and tank the price it's it maybe in part it will be like if they want some to go to the immediate funds but in general you guys have seemed very cognizant about leaning more towards the model of like protecting principle and rather using the yield that that Juno would generate or things like that. Am, am I kind of right on that? Well, that's, that's cool. Right. Cause you don't have that anchor UST fund here. So we have to work right. with what what's available and what's available is like you said, these different yield bearing assets. And obviously that's going to change with uh, the, the uh, APR going down and everything here uh, whenever that happens, but it's still more than, whatever you would find in any sort of traditional sense uh, in banking or, or anything like that. So the senior tranche goldfinch pool pays 
Uh, and yeah, charities have full uh, full decision of whether to liquidate to a stable coin or to hold in the native asset. And we'll also be building in the option to stake any assets that they're holding as well. And then Chauncey, just mainly for the listeners, because I totally know, I'm actually only familiar with the term tranche from financial movies, but that's just kind of generally used to refer to a, a basket of assets, right? Yeah, yeah. in this case, it's like uh, first line, second line. Um, so, you know, first line borrowers uh, make more and take on the most risk. Uh, second line borrowers are protected by first line borrowers. Right. But well, that's the relationship between the two tranches. But the way like the reason it's called a tranche at all, wouldn't it be oh, because yes. it, when you invest in like the senior tranche, you are not necessarily picking a specific charity or uh, sorry, um, emerging market to invest in, but rather sort of a basket of them. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. The, the senior tranche uh, is a, a collection of all of the different uh, yield options or lending pools that are on Goldfinch. Yeah. I kind of wanted to Timmy. add that in. Yeah, Timmy, do you, do you do you mean to tell me that even though the underlying asset of these tranches has been decimated, that they're uh, still rated triple A? Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know how this is possible. <laughs> buy, buy more options. <laughs> I watched that on a plane recently. Yeah, <laughs> such a good movie. <laughs> so good. So good. Actually, wait, which one are you even referring to? Because there's like. I saw the smartest men in the room use a lot of that language, and then yeah, yeah, no, the the one in my mind was uh, the short, the big short, the big short, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, classic great films, great films. If anyone hasn't seen uh, the big short, the smartest men in the room, and Gold, I would recommend you watch them. Gold and, the and Margin Call, yes, yep, Margin Call as well, and um, and Boiler Room. <laughs> gold is Gold is my little gem and of rounders. movie. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Fam- I'm not familiar. Wait, why do you laugh? Am I getting what's Rounders? Like, oh no, 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 no I, that I was one's... just getting on the movie naming he... thing. But Rounders, oh, he's legit. Okay, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's yep. That's the totally a legit movie, right? pick. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, um, I. Whenever no, I get man. the opportunity, though, check out check out the movie Gold. It's not super highly rated, um, but it uh, I think is a perfect analogy for the tether situation. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. But um yeah i think this has been fantastic chauncey it sounds like you probably have to get going you you guys have kept me company the entire trip back from new york to my house so uh you hey. have me from new york city to upstate new york thank you all very much legend <laughs> legend Made the time go quick <laughs> exactly exactly uh, and even more messaging that i haven't had the time to catch up on from mainnet but that will be yeah day. <laughs> hey timmy uh, how long have you been uh, recording this space? And also, uh, we got to give break to Finn because he's going to remaster all this because anything he said, I couldn't hear from my end. And this has been happening on Twitter space a lot lately. Oh, so uh, I look forward okay. to his remaster because once he remasters it, everybody could hear everybody. Uh, but from your side, Tenderman uh, or Timmy, like if somebody clicks on your recording, like a lot of the vo- uh, things might not be heard that you might not be aware of. So that's uh, just letting you know. Yeah, I kind of record it. That's what I'm here it. for. Yeah, I, re- here I, for, I record it for uh, why not? Because the options there, but I have almost no faith in it. That's that's what we have been for. Um, yeah, that's exactly what was happening with Amanda for me earlier. I had a feeling it was just me or maybe a couple other people. But yeah, Twitter Spaces is just 
I, I don't know what could cause that where some people can't hear other people, but hopefully they'll get that ironed out soon. Hopefully that didn't affect people too much. But if it did, it's, it's just that's a what we got them for. It's just a connectivity thing. I, I deal with connectivity things and I believe all the time. Well, it's just weird because like I'm not connect I'm not connecting directly to Amanda. We're both connecting to a Twitter server. And so if I can hear you and Chauncey fine, it's just odd I can't hear her. It is connection somewhere, but it's it's a weird one. No worry. Finn could fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty. Well, Seeds in, thank you for popping up with some really good questions. Got us onto some good talking points. Um Finn, I love to get a little bit of perspective of someone who's actually used Angel from the side of things that most of us probably won't. Um, and as always to Chauncey and Amanda, like it's been awesome. Uh, I can't wait to talk more about the idea I had tonight of uh, rolling over some donations into you guys. And just in general to see all the amazing shit that's going to come from you guys now that you're on Juno and in general, just feel like you have a home and can focus on building. So well, I think... And- Thank you for having us as always. I really appreciate it. Have a, have a Absolutely. great our day or wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, we have more people in here now than when we started, which is probably my fault for the late start. So anyone who is kind of tuned in in the last 15 minutes, I genuinely like feel like this has been uh, one of the most engaging and like exciting spaces with like really no fluff like we kind of just got right into it and even though it's been an hour and a half i feel like there was no downtime so i would totally recommend checking out terra spaces once it's uh uploaded and kind of checking out the beginning if you missed any but thank you yeah i'm 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 like i'm like a couple days behind i also threw that uh link to that (laughs) youtube video uh the give back track there uh for uh terra squad so check that shit out (laughs) oh beautiful Sweet. All right. Um, I guess real quick, I see Amanda. And oh, no, I was Ponte. just going to say thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. It was nice yeah, to absolutely. finally um, meet you. I've been following you for a while. So, um, yeah, thanks. Uh, exciting talk. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's always great. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it for tonight, everybody. Um, as always, follow Terraspaces to kind of get all the recordings for everything. And uh, I'll be doing this again next Wednesday, probably. I don't know if I'll have a guest just because of uh, Cosmo, Cosmoverse. But join me next uh, week, or next Wednesday, rather. And then, of course, this weekend, we'll have a bunch of cool spaces with uh, the Cosmos Spaces hosts. So make sure to tune in for those. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmonaut Bootcamp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Nonprofits done right with Angel Protocol, recorded on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Intern Productions proudly presents Remix! Let's go. My lunatics. Throw your hands in the air right now, man. Feel this shit right here. Don't run. Yeah, terabytes, I see you. Luna Lou party on. Terra spaces, we out here. I don't give a fuck about your profits, cause we think bigger. We from Luna Land, man, where we making the figures. Kids 
starving Love to fill up their plates Half the people in the world got a frown on their face It's a cold world, we make it nice Screw a milli for a car, let's change a life Got the angel car parked in front of the building Terra Ave, angel protocol is legit Let's get rid of the bad The world's struggling, it's too much to cope with Bankers and market makers like us to choke his shit Should be called armed robbery, extortion Or maybe grand larceny We do it all, we put the pieces to the puzzle Just as long as it takes all of our people here to end the struggle Came out the gate on some dope one shit World's better with the army of the lunatics Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back, give back Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back, give back to the greedy, so long to the slizzy Lunatics stay breezy, St. John stay flizzy I got a minute, ain't on my Columbus 5 And I just staked an angel I can give till I die With a terror squad jacket, bout to mint a galactic Lunatics on chain, snap it back like elastic We angels, and angels don't hoard our goodies So never mind, we sneaking it with Luna Luna hoodies Listen, we don't pay a mission, take five bouncers, never check us And we walk around the metal detectors And there ain't even a need for VIP section The middle class, now the new 1% so check it People like the halo, so start relaxing Let's hold a discussion about this terror chain reaction If subpoenas are your thing, better pull the trigger Gotta serve the Dow and make the southern district bigger Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back, give back Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back Living better now, Luna loot sweater now Angels hope you drive through any weather now See it ain't right when you hoard your millions That's why I sport the halo, spreading good feelings You can find lunatics at all types of shit Out in Vegas front row, fighting rugs and shit If bad time comes, then just take your stake back Cause you can give without losing, let's create stacks If UST breaks the peg, it ain't gonna roast you Burning Luna, put the peg back where it's supposed to Not even though alone could get it back So talk to the Dow, now your bank is whack Can't keep telling me sharing wealth is for suckers Matter of fact, if that's true, I'll be a fucking Sucker, not even Nakamoto could imagine this Lunatics making sure we win the championship oh, Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back, give back Said my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a luna away And then give back, give back, give back, give back Cosmos, Solana, Avalanche, Matt Lee, peace out. Terror Spaces. <laughs>